0: You are listening to the Jewel City Podcast. In this podcast, we're doing something special. We will be diving into Money 101 with Vernon Michelle Freys, which they've been teaching to our Unite Youth. So settle in to learn some practical wisdom and principles on finances that come from God's word.
1: Pop quiz. He likes to come into class and very first thing you get a pop quiz right off the bat. You guys aren't telling the truth. All right. From last week, we learned three principles. Three principles last week about finance. Can anybody tell me what principle number one was? What's one? Somebody yell it out. Money is a tool. tool. Number two, money comes from work. And number three, money in a bank is safe. Yeah, absolutely. So tonight we're going to move on to principle number four. And tonight we only have one principle. I'm going to tell you what, if you can get that one principle down, you're going to be light years ahead of a whole lot of adults. So, can we get this podium down so I have something to to work with? All right. So principle number four is this. You need to have a plan for your money. You need to have a plan for your money. So I got a question for you. The average American right now in their lifetime, the average, how much money do you think they make in their lifetime? Somebody tell me. Just on the average. The average, yeah. Just the median, the middle. Anywhere,
0: anywhere 40 and no, for their lifetime. In
1: their lifetime. So if you were to Whole add lifetime. all that up, oh, was that like yeah, like ever. The, like the thirty the or many, f- yeah, even the money they spent. Like at the end of their working years, how much money have they earned collectively? 500, 000, 500, 000, 1, 000, five hundred thousand. A million five. Give me a number, Mackenzie. How much? Million? Higher than that? Higher than a million five? Not quite that high. 1.7. $1. $1.7 $1. 7 million. Now, I have never at one point in my life ever held $1.7 million. And I want to tell you, that's just an average. That's a median. So that's assuming you made about 40 dollars to $46,000 a year. Never got a raise. Never worked overtime. Nothing like that. So here's the crazy thing. If that's the median, if that's the, the median amount of money that people have earned over their entire working years. The crazy thing is that if you ask a whole lot of people at their retirement what they did with that $1.7 million, guess what? They can't tell you exactly where it went. I mean, maybe they bought a house and maybe they bought some cars and took some trips, but $1.7 million worth? And then they're retiring or hoping to retire, and they don't have any money. Well, the reason for that is they didn't have a financial plan. So that's what we're going to teach you guys tonight. Now, we have a practical side to this that Vern's going to go over with you, and I want to make sure we leave enough time for it. So I'm going to go through your handout pretty fast, okay? All right, so principle number four is you need to have a plan for your money. If you go to Luke 14, 28, and I'm sure it's we've got it, but I'll read it to you. All right, so what's happening here is Jesus is teaching the crowds of people that are following him here in this part of Luke. And he is telling them about the cost that it is to be a disciple, to be a follower of Jesus. And he's using different examples to try to explain the true cost of being a follower. And one of those examples he uses is making a budget. Now that's important because obviously Jesus thought that was a good solid foundation to relate to being a follower of Christ. So I'm gonna read it to you. It says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Will he not first sit down and estimate the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? So what that's saying is, if you have a plan and you wanna do something, before you go do it, before you go barging into college and saying you're gonna have lots of degrees, before you decide you're gonna build a huge house on a hill, before you decide you're gonna buy the fastest car out there, before you do that, that's the building a tower, before you do that, you need to sit down pen and paper, and you need to figure out the true cost. And you need to figure out how you're gonna afford to do that, so that's what a budget is. All right, so a healthy budget has three parts. We're gonna go over these three parts in depth, so I'm not gonna give you a ton of details because Vern's gonna cover that. But they are give, that's one part. The second part is save, savings. And I'll give you a chance to write them down. The third one is spending. That's the one everybody really, really seems to like. So give, save, and spend. And it's important that they're in that exact order. So I'll wait until everybody's got that down. All right, so we're gonna develop budgets tonight. We've decided it is important, we do have to have it the way that we get to take control of our money. all right, That $1.7 million or more that you guys are gonna earn in a lifetime, you need to take control of it and have a plan for it and tell those dollars what to do so that when you guys are ready to retire, you don't look back and say, man, I had $1.7 million and I don't know what happened to it. All right, so the first thing in developing a budget is you need to determine, and this is in your handout, you need to determine your income or you need to determine how much money is coming in. Now I understand that right now, some of you guys probably don't have jobs, you don't have a lot of income per se, but what you may have is uh, birthdays, you may have Christmas money, you may have an allowance, you may work some part-time jobs. So you may have some money coming in, it doesn't matter if you have 20 or $30 a month, you can still work out a budget. So that's the first thing you do. How much money is coming in? Then we're gonna divide our budget into three parts. What's the first part? Giving, yeah. So I know you guys have um, an offering box there in the back. That is an opportunity to give. We have offering boxes downstairs in the sanctuary. There are opportunities to give money. Um, Giving is a healthy part. This is in your handout. Giving is a healthy part. And I would even add in there a necessary part if you're a Christian. It is a necessary and healthy part of any financial plan. If we look in 2 Corinthians 9-7, so just to give you a little bit of background, in, in this part of um, Corinthians, Paul is teaching the church in Corinth. And the church in Corinth has had some squabbles and some, some confusion and they need some direction. And so he's writing this letter, giving them direction. And in this particular section, um, in this verse, and then even the chapter before it in chapter eight, Paul's talking about generosity and finances. And he's saying, you know what? You should be eager to give. Um, Your giving should be joyous. It should be something that you are happy to do because of what God has given to you through Jesus. Then you then give that back in your gifts, in your offerings, in finances. You give that to support the church. So 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says, each man, that's each individual person, so that includes each of you, should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So if if you're feeling like, well, I have $10 in my pocket, and I really don't want to put it in that box back there, is that a cheerful giver? No. But if you've prayed about it, and God's laid it on your heart, to, to support, um, you know, a child or to give an, in an offering at a church, and you're cheerful and you're excited about that, that's kind of an overflowing of you re- recognizing what God has done for you and wanting to sew that back in, right? So giving is a healthy part. How much? How much do you guys think is a good number to give? 10%. When, where do you get that number from? Tithing, yeah. So I'm not going to read all the scripture. You have it here in your notes. You can go back to Genesis 14, um, and that's where the number 10%, a tithe. Tithe literally means one-tenth. And that's where we get our basis for what is a number that we should give. All right? All right, what's part number two? What comes after giving in your budget? Saving. Perfect. All right, so... Saving Proverbs 21.20 is the verse we're going to head over to. Like I said, I know I'm going pretty fast, but I really want to get to the practical hands-on part. I want to hand you guys envelopes of money again. I know you're excited about that part. All right, so 21.20 of Proverbs says, In the house of the wise are stores of choice, food, and oil. But, but a foolish man devours everything he has. So what does that mean? In the house of the wise, like I want to be wise. I don't want anyone to consider me foolish. And I'm sure people have from time to time. But I want to be considered wise, especially in terms of scripture. So it says that in the house of the wise, there are stores of things of value. They've been set aside and set back. So that when hard times come, or when there's famine, uh, or when there's a time of need, the wise person has those stores set aside. But the foolish person has devoured everything and they have nothing left over, they have nothing extra. So in financial terms, that is, when you have money that comes in from your income, a wise person takes a percentage of that and sets it aside, saves it. The foolish person earns 100 bucks, spends 100 bucks. Right. So that's the translation there to finances. So saving money has to be a priority. That's in your handout. Saving money should be a priority and it comes before spending. So you have to give, then save, and then with what's left over, with what remains, that's your spending money. So what do you guys think you should save for? Give me some ideas what would be a good thing to save for. A car, yep. College, (laughs) college is important. What about other things? What if you want to buy a real expensive pair of shoes? Yeah, what's that? New computer, yep, phone. Yeah, bigger things that maybe you don't have the money in a month or in a couple months, but you know you want to make that bigger purchase, save up the money, and then you make the purchase. What about an emergency? Now, I know for you guys, there may not be a financial emergency, but because we want to also prepare you for your financial future as adults, there could be a time as an adult where there is a financial emergency. Your car breaks down. Your hot water heater goes out. You have a dentist uh, bill that, that you need taken care of. Emergencies happen. They're unexpected, and you need to have that money set aside, saved and ready to go so that you avoid... The big thing that gets everybody, does anybody know what it is? We're gonna talk about it next week. Debt. What happens is when people haven't saved up money for those emergencies, and then the emergency comes, they run to the bank, they go get a loan, they sign up for a credit card, borrow money, and then that leads you into a pit of debt, which we'll talk about next week. But just as a heads up, that's not the direction we wanna go. So saving, all right. The final part of saving here is for your savings fund, how much money do you think would be a good idea for you guys to have? What would be a good goal as students? 1,500, a lot. For a college student, it would be a little bit different. So this is what we're gonna say. Vern and I talked about it, and there are different numbers for different circumstances, but if you're a middle schooler or a high schooler, and you don't have a car to pay for, you don't have insurance, you don't have things like that, $250 for an emergency, for an unexpected thing that comes up, is a good place to start. And that may seem like a lot of money if you're not working right now, but when you start working, when you start bringing money in, $250 is a nice little nest egg to have set back there for when something happens. You drop your phone, and you have to get a new one. Um, Maybe it's the, the last minute a friend invites you on a trip. No, that's not an emergency, but and now at least you have that money set aside to pay for that. As you get a little bit older, when you're in college, you may want to up that, $500, but when you're an adult, just know that $1,000 is the minimum. $1,000 will just begin to cover any emergency that might come up. All right, and our final category, the one that everybody loves, is spending. So, The thing about the spending plan in a budget is you're gonna write down all the things you wanna spend your money on. Clothes, um, what else, what do you guys like to do? Eating out, coffee, yeah, and as students, those are perfectly fine things to spend your money on. You've worked hard, you've you've already, uh, you've done your giving, you've done your saving, you wanna spend some money, perfectly fine. As adults, it's gonna change a little bit. You're gonna have rent and utilities, and insurance, and all those fun things. But we want you to get a plan now so that get, you get used to writing out your plan and then sticking with it. And by doing that, you avoid, what's the thing we're gonna talk about next week? Debt, Debt. all right. I'm gonna give it to Vern now. He's gonna walk you through the ins and outs of creating a budget.
0: All right, guys, if you get the handout that uh, we put in there for you, it's going to list the uh, four things. The first one is, it's just got four categories, and that's more for you guys right now while you're in middle school and junior high. And the second one is more budget for when you become an adult. Now, we're not really going to go over this too much, but I would encourage you guys Go home, and this week, you don't have to do it tonight because you've got to get ready for school and all that fun stuff tomorrow, but this week, sit down with your parents, look at some of this stuff on the adult budget, and, and ask them, how much do you pay for trash? How much do you pay for water? You know How much is our car payment? How much is our house payment? And get an idea what you might be looking at here in another seven to 10 years when you graduate college and you're out on your own and you have to have a grown-up budget, you know. It's going to look a lot different than the one that we're going to kind of discuss tonight, but we've been talking about planning, planning ahead. So when that comes, when that day comes, you won't be shocked and say, man, I didn't realize that it cost so much to do all these things. So we're like I said, we're not going to really discuss that tonight, but I would encourage you guys Take that home, and sometime this week, sit down with your folks and ask them some of the things that, you know, how much they're spent on some of these things, and I'm going to be honest with you. There's probably some that are going to say, honey, I don't know. I have to go look. They, they don't do a budget. They just spend the money, and, and we can attest. You get to that point, the end of the month, and you're like, where'd all this money go, you know? I should have plenty to pay for it. So don't be surprised at that. Maybe God's going to use you and use this to start them on the track. But that's for when you become an adult. The first one is more the budget for you guys right now. You're in school. And like Michelle talked about, the first thing you want to do, income. If you have a job and you know what's coming in, then you can put that down. Maybe you don't. Maybe you mow grass. Maybe you babysit. Maybe you walk dogs. You know, Whatever it might be, there's some way out there that you guys can earn some money for things that you want. And let me also say this, we have two columns there. The first one is the planned amount. So what you think these things might be, the giving, the saving, the spending, and then the other one is the actual account. So you're gonna go back at the end of the month and say, hey, I didn't figure this one out right, this one cost more, I didn't have as much money coming in, as I thought it would, so I have to readjust everything on down the line. And that's kind of what a budget you're gonna find now that'll help you when you get older. It just doesn't work perfectly the first time you do it. Like we talked about last week, practicing. All these things are practice. So even us ups, we don't get the budget right the first few times we do it. We see what's working, we see what's not working, and we adjust accordingly. So. With income, you might get unexpected gifts. You might have a certain amount you know is coming. You're going to put that in the first column. The second one, giving, 10%. Like we read, you know, our tithe is 10% of what we've earned. And I would also say, if you want to give above that, you might want to put that down in your spending. You can have a miscellaneous account for, you know, when God lays it on your heart, you see somebody that. Needs ten dollars or whatever you know the amount it is that is not necessarily budgeted into your giving, but as he leads, you might want to have that down in your spending when when that comes up so ten uh, percent for giving we're saying twenty percent for your savings now, when you guys are younger, you know maybe fifteen percent some people say ten percent as well I've heard but When you get to the end of your working journey and you've accumulated all that money, you want to be able to enjoy your lives and help other people whenever you see the need and not be limited by what you did not do earlier in life. So as we're going to talk about in the future here in another lesson, the earlier you start saving, the earlier you start putting money away for your retirement for that next Part of your life way way on down the line that you don't think's ever going to come. you'll be glad that you did and that money's going to be able to work for you all those years. It's going to be working for you when you're sleeping, when you're on vacation because you're going to put it in somewhere that it's going to earn interest and it's going to keep building on itself and before you know it, it's going to get really big. so that's what you know saving. she talked about unexpected things you guys, Might not need an emergency fund per se, but like you said, things come up, your friends want to go out to eat, they want to go to the movies, hey, we're going skiing this weekend, you want to go, as long as you got 200 bucks, you know, you, you can go with us. So, little things like that, now, later on, when it's a tire blown out or your fridge goes out or something, you'll be glad that you set money aside for unexpected emergencies. And... In the spending account, that leaves seventy percent to spend there. Gas when you get a car, you know, maybe your cell phone, maybe you like to buy shoes, maybe you like to buy clothes, you know, maybe you like video games, whatever you like. You can spend it on whatever you want because you've got a plan, you're telling your money where to go, and it's not just floating away. But let me caution you guys, if you have your income and then at the bottom. When you subtract your giving, your saving, and your spending, and, uh uh-oh, I've got more money down here at the bottom than I started with at the top, which means you're in a deficit, which means you probably are looking at a credit card, or a loan, or whatever you're going to do. If what you spent is more than what you've brought in, you're going to have to look at that and say, I need to figure out what's going on here. Look at your spending. Is what you're spending your money on a want? or is it a need? You know, do I have to have Starbucks or can I make my coffee at home, you know? Energy drinks. Do I really need that extra jolt or can I get by without it this month because it's taking my money away, you know? And I understand, eating out, I like to eat out, but if you don't have the money for it, guess what? You don't get to do it. And it's as simple as that. And that's called being a good steward of what he's entrusted you with, whether it's a little bit now or when it's a lot, when you're making the big bucks like you know your mom and dad or whatever, so that's where you look at because we're gonna give 10% and we're gonna put 20% away for spending. And let me say this too, when you use a percentage instead of a set amount, like I'm gonna put away $100 every check for my retirement, well, guess what? Through your lifetime, you're going to get raises, you're going to get bonuses. And again, if you're not telling that money what to do, you're just going to blow it on something else. If you give a percentage, then every time you get that raise and it gets bigger, you're still you're paying yourself, you're paying the kingdom, you're paying God. And you still got money to spend, but you're still allocating it the way that you want to. And it's not just, you know, floating away. We talked about last week with the checking account, it's the same with your budget. Write it down on paper. Now, there are apps, they're good, and after you kind of get in the swing a little bit, you might use them, can help you track your spending, see what you're putting your money into and where it's going. It can help you in that facet, but just like with the checkbook, you still wanna write it down on paper and look at it and not just rely on an app because you can't, you can't go that way. you got to write it down because, like you said, there's going to be things that are changing, things that are adjusting, and it's a whole lot easier when it's all right in front of you there.
1: And so, I'll, I'll just add okay. to that. So your budget, it's a plan looking forward. So we're about to the end of January. If you were going to do this, actually do this. And I would encourage you and challenge you to take this form home and fill it in as, as things that apply in your life. Look at the month of February. That's the month coming up. Figure out how much money you think might come in in February or how much money you might be able to earn. Sit down with your phone, get a calculator, and figure out your percentages. If you had $100 coming in, you know $10 is going to go to giving, uh, $20 is going to go to saving. That rest of that $70, break it down. How much of $70 do you want to spend eating out? How much of $70 do you want to spend Um, maybe buying a friend a birthday gift, and I encourage you to write it down, make a plan. That's what the budget is. It's a plan. And then as the month of February progresses, you have to follow the plan. So uh, maturity, maturity is making a plan and then it's sticking to the plan, right? It's learning to find that boundary of, you know what, this is what I have the freedom to do. This is what I have the freedom to work within and I'm going to do that.
0: Do we want to use get the money out Yeah, if know. you
1: guys want to grab your money. So you get paid again. You got paid more this week than you got last week because you came back for week two. So this is for the month. Yep. So what we're going to do is instead of on writing, we want you guys to work with cash. And they have how much?
0: $864. $864.
1: You guys we put were... in some
0: serious work this month. Good <laughs> yeah, job. Yeah, you worked hard.
1: So you've got $864. If you have a phone, grab a calculator. If you don't, we can help. But we need to figure out, of that $864, how much are you gonna pull out for, what's your first category? Giving, Giving. so Always see first. what we can figure out. How do you actually do that? Okay, that's a, that's good, a good question. good question, Rebecca. 864 So here's how you calculate a percentage. So you ready? You, listen, the, yep, the I'll tell you. teacher's gonna tell you here. <laughs> 864 so if you have a calculator, put this in. 864 that's your dollar amount. Multiplied by 0. 0.1. 0. 0.1 is the same as 10%. So 864 times 0. 0.1 is 86 dollars and 40 cents. That's how you figure out a percentage. Okay? So you don't have change, and you may not have the exact amount, but go ahead and pull out 86 dollars ish, 88. And our adults are going to come around and they're going to collect the offering. This is your giving.
0: And while you're doing that, I'll just tell a little funny story there. When we were uh, separating all this, we were planning for 40 kids. So we had 40 piles of money sitting on our kitchen table there. And Michelle had an appointment and I had an appointment later in the day. And we were concerned that uh, UPS or maybe the mailman would come up. And you can see right through our living room to the kitchen table and they would see 40 piles of uh, what looks like pretty legit dollar bills on the table there so we had to put a box up so that uh, we would still have a window when we got home there (laughs) or they wouldn't think we were doing something illegal. And let, let us tell you this too, this is another little money tip that will help you guys as well. Cash is a lot more painful than even a debit card When you go to the convenience store and you get your monster, or you know, you get your Diet Coke, Michelle likes Diet Coke, you get a couple hot dogs, yeah, you get some candy if you got sweet tooth like me, and you gotta plop down that debit card for 20 bucks. You know, maybe you're buying your friend stuff too. You don't think anything about it, but when you pull out an actual twenty dollars in cash, you're thinking, you're gonna do it, but you're gonna think twice about maybe, uh, do I really need that? You know, do I need this? And cash is a lot more, uh, you feel a lot more than just using your debit card.
1: Yeah, you see the money go and it hurts a little bit more. Yeah. All right, does anybody remember how we calculate percentages? Yes. Yeah, okay. So our next category is saving. So of the money you have there, we're still gonna use this, the, the starting total. Our income was 864. Now we're gonna calculate 20%. And that 20% is how much we're going to save. So 864 times .2 no, no, no. is the same as
0: 20%. Okay, Lexi said she thought we were just doing it off. That's okay.
1: $172.80. Thought we were doing it off
0: of what we have left. No.
1: Everything's off of your initial, that total, in the income you have coming in for the month. So $172.80, that's how much you're going to put in the bank to save. So you guys are already halfway, more than halfway to your $250 savings. All right, mm-hmm. so count out that, or as close as you can get to it, $172, 173 And our bankers will come around and take your deposit.
0: And let me say this, too, as we talked about earlier, that your income, okay, that's all right. It's all going to the same place tonight. Just like you don't want these three categories to go over what your monthly income is, what we want you guys to do, it's called a zero-based budget. So the total at the top, the income that you have coming in, when you subtract all three of the other categories, it should be equal to your income. There shouldn't be extra money, there shouldn't be less money. It should be the exact same amount. Did, did all you guys hear that while we're uh, counting out there? Okay, kind of. That's all right. So I'll wait till we're done here with uh, passing on our money. Okay. We'll do that afterwards. We'll get the last one and then save for that.
1: 80. All right, so roughly, roughly now, you have 70% left. I know we didn't have exact change, but that would leave you, if we were doing the math, with $604.80, if we had had exact change. That $604.80 is now what you guys have to work with to figure out what your budget is, what you want to spend for the month. So think about it. If you really had that money, I know it's not going to be enough to cover rent and things like that, But say you're a college student or maybe you're in high school and you've really started working hard in a summer job. What would you want to do? How would you budget that cash that you have left in your hand right now? Half goes for gas, half is clean. A lot of it goes to gas. Who is driving and can say that gas is expensive? Gas is expensive. Cars are expensive. I'm with you, Maddox. Yes. (laughs) That's true, Yep. So if you're driving a car, you really need to budget for gas. What other things would you guys budget for? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, I'm with you on that one. Coffee. What about clothes? Do you guys buy your own clothes? Some of you do, some of you don't, sometimes. School dances, passion camp. What else? What else do you guys budget for? What else do you guys like to buy?
0: Books, books, Olivia says. Books,
1: Dick's Sporting Goods. Now, let me ask you this. You guys, imagine now you're adults. Think about your own household. What expenses would you have in your household that you've got to make that money go towards? That's not a lot of money when you're talking about a household. Electric, you got to pay the bills. What's going to come first, the electric bill or Starbucks? The electric bill. (laughs) We'll talk later. All right, what's going to come first, buying food or buying clothes? Buy food. Give me some ideas. What's going to come first? Going to the movies or going to the doctor? It depends. <laughs> it depends how bad it is. Well, so the idea is you need to prioritize, especially as you get older, the things you need, the things you really need over the things you want. And sometimes I'm going to teach you guys a new word tonight. It's a painful word. It's <laughs> awful. It's really bad. It's really bad. No, Adults don't should do close it. their eyes or close their ears. Don't do it. The word is, ready, listen. No,
0: yes. right? Sometimes, have your your parents. I'm sure
1: have told you no, right? Sometimes, especially as an adult, you have to be mature enough to look at your situation and say to yourself, no, right? And that's true in a whole lot of circumstances. A whole lot of circumstances. It's true in finances as well. And if you can do that, and if you can grasp that in a healthy way, it's gonna help you take control of your budget and take control of your finances.
0: Okay, what I was saying when you guys were passing your money in, your spending money in, on this budget, on that form, like we said, you don't want what you've given, saved, and spent to be more than what you made that month. You actually want it to be exactly the same. So the number at the top, then the money that you made for the month should be exactly the same as what the total is of those three categories on the bottom. That's called a zero-based budget. No more, no less. So, do so we wanna do the last three questions
1: or not worry about it? We'll nope. so on your handout, you've got those three questions. That's your homework. They're true, false, same as the last time. If you find out that they're false, and you probably will, see if you can write down the correct answer. Do you guys have any questions? Keep coming back. We have two more sessions. The promise Miranda. I made last week is still true.
0: we got a question over here okay. from Miranda.
1: The question I made last week is still true that you come back through the last to the fourth session, and I promise we will teach you a way. We will show you the path so that when you guys retire, you will be net worth millionaires at minimum. All right? It's possible. We're going to teach you the way.
0: Okay. Yes, she asked what if she doesn't spend as much money this month as she uh, had? Can she save it for the next month? Absolutely, nothing nothing wrong with that at all.
1: So you need to do a new budget every month. All right. And if you find, say you do one for February and it's off and you found that you didn't spend as much as you thought, then the next month, go ahead and move that up and bump up your savings to maybe 25%. You know, Put that extra into the savings. And then if you find that you do really need it, you've got that to draw from and pull back down. A budget is not set in stone. like It can be fluid. It can kind of change. As long as you stay within those guidelines and you stick with your plan, it's okay to be a little bit fluid in that.
0: And Some adults even have what they call just a blow Blow category, you know, just money. I'm going to blow. It doesn't matter what it's, yeah, whatever it's on. So if you have extra, just put it in there for the next month and you'll have more to have fun with.
1: One other thing I wanted to add I'm really bad with faces sometimes. If you weren't here last week and you want a copy of what we did last week, if you want those other principles, I left a copy right over there next to that Reese's peanut butter cup box. Grab that copy so that you have everything we went over last week.
0: Okay. Like I said, take the grown-up budget. At some point this week, sit down with your mom and dad and get an idea what some of these things really cost because it'll, it'll shake you up there. You'll be like, really? And it'll prepare you for what God's uh, you know, going to do later on in your life. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m.